about a year ago, I decided to embark on a project of creating the Rookie Runners podcast because I wanted to amplify the conversations all runners were having regarding their running journey. Let's face it, all of our stories are different. We run for many different reasons. Each reason is relevant and unique to the individual that conceived it. And so are the challenges, struggles, and victories. A year later, and 21 episodes later, I'm happy to announce that with episode 22, I'm launching season two of the podcast with more great guests to come. Welcome to the Rookie Runners Podcast. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome to the Rookie Runners Podcast, a show that explores the challenges and conversations runners are having as they begin their running journey. We run to become the best versions of ourselves, embrace the process, and enjoy each and every step. Now, here's your host, Ray Gerard. Hope you are doing well, but more importantly, I hope your training is going well and you're staying injury-free. As for me, on November 13th, I will toe the start line once again to run my third full marathon. This one will be pretty special to me, as it will be my first live marathon. The previous two, the Shamrock in March of 2020 and the Marine Corps Marathon in October of 2020, were virtual. And running a virtual race is different. It's a very different experience, as some of you may know. Shout out to my friend and ultra runner Andrea McHugh for pacing me on my second full marathon back in uh, October of 2020. We did it at the Dismal Swamp. If you're familiar with the uh, Dismal Swamp Trail Canal in Chesapeake, Virginia, you know that it's a straight line out and back, so it can be pretty tough, especially doing it alone. But we did it successfully. And by the way, Andrea's on episode two of the podcast, so check her out. Speaking of ultra runners, I'm happy to announce that my guest today is Tim Wills. Tim is an avid distance runner, author of Go the Ultra Mile, The Joy, Freedom, and Opportunities of Running. He is also a running coach and has completed several ultra marathons up to 116 miles. For over 10 years, Tim's running has taken him to a journey of self-exploration, as he calls it. He uses a combination of science, philosophy, psychology, and personal experience to present running as an opportunity to pursue what lies beyond our perceived limitations. It was a great interview. So without further delay, let's move on to segment two and my interview with Tim Wills. Hello, Tim. Hey, Ray. How's it going? It's going well. Welcome to the podcast. Super glad to have you join me today. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. How was your day? How's the family? No, everything's good, man. That's Everything's awesome. moving along, yeah. That's awesome. I read your book, The Ultra Mile, The Joy, yeah. Freedom, and Opportunities of Running. Great title, by the way. <laughs> thank you. For sure. And, and thank you for providing me with a signed copy. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, man. Yeah. I was excited, too. Oh, sure. And the book is sitting prominently on my bookshelf right now. I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. so inspired by your words. And your running journey that I felt compelled to ask you to come on the program because I felt that my audience can get a lot of value out of what you have to say as well. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Ray. Yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, sure. So let's begin. We'll dig right in. Tell us a little bit about your background. When did you start running and what made you decide to start running? 
Yeah, so I've been I've been active all my life, Ray. I've always been, you know, on the bike, swimming, running around, even as a kid. I did multiple team sports uh, growing up, and even in high school, I played basketball. But mm-hmm. truthfully, it wasn't even until after high school where I started to stray away from basketball and started getting into some running and um, going out and running maybe two, three miles at a time. And I was kind of surprised. I was kind of like, man, I didn't, I didn't know I can do three miles. I started, let me see how far I can go. And, and uh, yeah, I'd say really the running picked up for me when I started to dabble into the half marathons because mm-hmm. I started training for a half marathon and I thought, man, uh, I don't know if I could do seven. I don't know if I could do nine. I don't know if I could do 11. You know, and then when the mar- the half marathon rolled around, I didn't even know if I could do it or not. And uh, I ran the 13 miles, and that, oh, that's great. where it kicked off. And yeah, I decided yeah. let me give the marathon a try. So yeah, it just kind of sparked from there. That's amazing, and it's amazing how all runners we always start not knowing where it's going to lead us to, and, right? And then we find out we get consistent and continue on. It becomes a lifetime endeavor, right? <laughs> yep, you said it. Yep. 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 I like your definition of a runner. In your book, you've written, and I'll quote here, it isn't a specific distance or distinct pace that classifies someone as a runner. It's more of a self-declaration that you are a runner and intrinsically agree with that statement. I like that a lot. Please elaborate on that statement. Tell the audience what you meant. Yeah, I I guess I just like to, you know, belong to the running community as a whole. You know, I don't like to really separate myself as a fast runner or a long distance runner or this particular hour marathoner or this particular time in the five you know I don't like to I just want to belong to the running community and I feel sometimes too maybe I've talked to a lot of people who are interested in the sport of running and some of them don't really know like whether they're a runner or not and you know I tell them oh cool you're a runner and they're they say, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't quite say that. And, and, but they're running a lot and maybe they think because they haven't done a race, they're not a runner. And so I just like to, I guess, broaden the horizons of, mm-hmm. you know, what people may think of themselves as a runner and to the sport of running, you know? Yeah. And I see that a lot, you know, uh, and the running community is such a great community, but I see a lot of people who are not confident that they are runners. They, they say things like, Hey, I'm not a runner, but you know, like the minute you start being consistent with running, you are a runner. And it's uh, it's good to yeah. point that out to people, especially the new runners. Out yeah, there. yeah. Yeah. And as an ultra runner, you've run distances up to and over 100 miles. What type of training mindset does a runner need to tackle the you know, perceived mental limitations of running such a long distance? Yeah. Um, you know, Ray, if somebody would have asked me this uh, years ago when I first started that I'd be doing this, I would have said, no way. There's no right. way. No. <laughs> you know, and uh, I guess it's just kind of gone. I've gravitated towards distance. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've let me see. I, I just keep wanting to see how far I can run. And, and uh, you know, the further I go, I feel the more challenging it gets for me. And and uh, I've just discovered as I continue to take the opportunity to go a further distance, mm-hmm. I learn more about myself. I discover a strength I didn't know I had. Yes. You know, there's there's times in running or in a race and even in life, Ray, where, <laughs> where I'm like, man, I don't know if I can do this, you know. And, mm-hmm. 
and and we get through it you know whether it be in life whether whether it be during a race you know we get through it and we you know i feel we learn something about ourselves we we uh learn where to find this hidden strength you know and yes i agree it's like that mental fortitude that mental grit that yes. running creates on us when, yeah when i yeah. started running five years ago i was running 5ks uh-huh. running a marathon wasn't even on my radar and uh-huh. as i got more specific more consistent i realized hey i can do this i can run further so you know yeah. it builds up and yeah sometimes it just it boils down to you know having nothing left and and having to mentally uh push myself just i gotta do this you know and uh get through it yeah you know? and let's talk about training a little bit you've mentioned in your book that your training guidelines consist of frequency intensity specificity and duration does that yeah. generally apply to most runners or is this uh, just a guide to help runners apply structure to their training tell us a little bit more about that i do feel it's a guide to use and i do feel it probably applies to whoever might be training or trying to progressively build towards a goal mm-hmm. uh, i feel those are you know specifically uh frequency intensity duration are three areas to apply stress you know to the application of the stress is how we're going to physically adapt to trying to safely right yes uh progress towards whatever goal it is we have no matter what it is those are three areas that we can implement it's basically bodily stress mm-hmm. uh, you know so so we can adapt to it and and grow and as we recover from that stress we can apply more that's, that's and those are strong yes yeah yeah and those are three areas that we can do it now i i would advise against doing it in all three areas every single week week after week that's how injuries setback can occur agreed um i like to pick and choose what areas i'm going to apply that stress and i try to balance it out in the week in the month um you know and around a busy life a busy schedule things come up in life we have to change and adapt and uh you know i just if all else fails i like to be on the side of being conservative you know i don't like to try to take too much risk in those areas and build too quickly you know i'd rather be conservative if i had to choose you know yeah i practice the 80 20 principle where 80 percent of my running is pretty nice and easy uh, aerobic and then the other 20 percent i spend time at the track doing more intense work but uh, i'm also a big advocate of uh, strength training and cross training that has actually helped me become a better runner. In your experience, what are the key elements that strength training addresses in improving running ability and running economy? So yeah, when it comes to strength training, it can definitely improve the running. We can basically build fatigue resistance in our muscles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that strength may come through for us late in a race. I also, the flip side to strength training for me, I like to sometimes I call it insurance, you know, it's, yes. <laughs> it's basically, um, you know, I like to preserve the joints a little, if I'm not giving those joints the strength and stability they need to stay healthy and all that too can pose risk for injury or setback. So I like to look at strength training as not only building fatigue resistance, but, but also to maybe avoid injury or setback. You yes, know, I agree. That's a good point right there. And we, yeah. you touched on this earlier. We also know that rest and recovery is also a big part of the training process. 
And yeah. as an endurance runner, uh, your approach to rest and recovery uh, and allowing your body to properly repair and rejuvenate, what's your approach? Yeah, sometimes. so I like to balance the stress like we were talking about earlier, and sometimes I'll throw a week in there of you know high frequency, lower miles, just mm-hmm. to kind of get my body used to running in the morning, running in the afternoon and running at night, or you know running you know twice a day or you know running a couple, breaking up my long runs into two or even three. Um, and then maybe another week, I'll maybe decrease the frequency and increase the duration quite a bit. So I'll just go on a bunch of medium and long runs for the week. So right, so you I'm balance still, it out. Yeah, I'm still getting my recovery. You know, yeah, some weeks if the frequency is high, I'm not running as many miles. But then if I choose to apply a different kind of stress and run medium and long runs, I'm mm-hmm. definitely not doing as many of those. And I like to just kind of throw different things at my body um, to, to, yeah, just get those miles in, but do it in different ways and balance it through the week too. I don't like to do cram all my miles in, in half the week or something, you know, and right. I like to try to balance it out. That variation is definitely very important. And of yeah. course, proper nutrition, hydration, uh, distance runners, we know how important that is. And if yeah. not properly implemented, it, it could cause problems. As an experienced ultra runner, I'm sure you've had the opportunity to tweak the process, so to speak, and for, to your specific needs. What are some right. key takeaways about nutrition and hydration you can share with us? Yeah, I. so what I've learned is to take the opportunities in training and more specifically, if it's ultra running, long distance running, definitely uh, the long runs are the key runs to try and nail down whatever nutrition mm-hmm. and hydration strategies one would like to implement or or try out you know that it's important to try and do that throughout training and use those training runs the runs are not just runs to implement the stress on the body and work the mindset it's it's also to test out nutrition hydration and pacing strategies things like that so yeah I, I do feel nutrition is a topic that everybody has their own specific needs or wants or beliefs in and and yeah just using um using training to to strategize that and try to get that down before race day yes and uh when it comes to ultra running calories is the is the thing so no matter what it be whatever anybody chooses uh definitely trying to stay up on calories yes i've heard that somewhere before yeah that calories are important because now as you know i'm running uh, my third marathon in on november 13th i just did my final long run Nice, nice, right? Yeah, and I also tweaked my nutrition, so I know exactly what I'm going to be doing on race day. Nice, perfect, (laughs) yeah. Yep, one of my favorite chapters in your book is when you described your first 100-mile race, the struggles, the lessons (laughs) you learned, and this was undoubtedly your toughest race, but you did finish in 31 hours and 27 minutes. This is a 100 miles, amazing. What did that race teach you? So that that race, it was the toughest race. It was my first 100. It was the Keys 100, which is mm-hmm. it's a that's a that's a pretty tough race, and there's a pretty high drop rate, and it's strictly due to the heat and humidity. It's definitely you know high temperature, high humidity. Right in Florida, uh, yeah. I I gotta say that that race really uh, sparked a a fire inside of me because 
I, I, I think all odds were against me at mile 25. I, mm. And now that I've become more experienced, I realize how much, <laughs> how much odds were against me there. I might have had a 5% chance of finishing it. I don't know if I had to throw a number out there. But okay. that, that race for me was, it boiled down to survival and just simply not giving up. You know, I mm-hmm. won't take no for an answer and I'm going to get it done one way or another. And it wasn't pretty. There was a 32 hour cutoff and I, so I made it by like half an hour, but, um, yeah, it really showed me that I can do way more than I ever thought <laughs> I could have ever done, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it taught me to really, really, really believe in myself when it comes to doing things I don't think I can do, you know? And, and I've just, since, since then I've, I've grown or d- been drawn to setting goals that I honestly don't know that I can complete, you know, experiencing that, that feeling of, Hey, I can, I can do Mm-hmm. anything I want if I believe in myself if I put in the work if I you know there are no guarantees but but hey you know I I just it really it really did a lot for me as a runner that's great and it seems to me like a lot of mental fortitude played a part in you finishing that race a lot of mental grit so it wasn't just the physical part but the mental part is what yeah you had to keep you going yeah, yeah. that's awesome then a few years later you did the cross Florida one sixteen, I believe, right? In which you did a lot better. How did how was that experience for you? That so so that experience then that was the second, I guess, long long race that I did like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was signing up for something I don't I don't know that I can do or not. You know, here we go again. Yeah, I, I'm signing up for our now 116 miles, and I just I mean I I experienced what I did with the hundred and. Hey, I'm gonna give a 116 a try, and you didn't and give up. I, I didn't I give it. up, <laughs> and yeah, it just uh, these races do it for me, you know. Yeah, and most recently, I think a few weeks ago, wh- which race did you run? The Miami 100. I did. Across? Yeah, I did. I did the Miami 100 on September 25th. Okay. And and uh yeah, it comes down to the mindset, right? That's what I'm learning, that's what I'm gravitating towards and and I'm curious about it. I I want to learn more about this mindset that I'm trying to achieve. I want to I continue to put myself out there so I can strengthen the mindset I'm trying to achieve, you know? Yeah. That's that's what it's boiling down to. I think I'm so. Seeing. I think that's what we can learn here from our discussion is that mindset plays a, a huge role in your success. And you said, Tim, you've said that running has forced you to discover capabilities unknown within yourself and that the human mind is capable of far more than we imagine. I really appreciate that. And that, that's, yeah. that really sums it up, right? Where do you go from here? What's your next pursuit? So, so I'm registered for a race next March in March, 2022. And it's, mm-hmm. it's across Georgia and it's going to be 155 miles. And wow. like we were okay. talking about, <laughs> Ray, I don't know if I can do it, man. I don't know. I'm going to give it a try. You know, I'm, I'm seeing that if I just stay on this path, you know, that's, that's where the growth is for me. And I believe it's something positive. Yes. It's making me a better person. Um, I, I believe I'm contributing something positive to the running community, just being out there and trying to do things and trying to help others achieve their goals as well. And Yes, and that's what it's all about. That's what I love about the running community. And yeah. that's why I continue to grow and 
help others. It's not all, it's not just about us. It's about the community, you know? So. Right. Right. It's really awesome. Yeah. And that's, and that's the whole purpose of my book. You know, I, I even said, Hey, if one person gains anything from this, if one person becomes a slightly better runner after reading that book, I'll be happy, you know? And you know what? That's what it's about. You know, I highlighted so, so many paragraphs in your book. I just want the audience and you to know that I highlight. So when I go back to the book, I I go Uh back to the book for reference to see exactly what made a difference. Uh, what yeah. I read that made a difference. So definitely a, a great book. Yeah. I highly recommend it. And, yeah, thanks. Yeah, nothing makes me happier than hearing that, man. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. And hopefully um, there'll be another book in your future as you grow and as you get better, right? So I, Yes, yes. We will see. So yeah, Tim. Oh, one more thing I wanted to bring up. Sure. I, I have an ultra runner friend. Um, she uh-huh. does. Her name is Andrea McHugh. She does timed races, like twenty-four hour races. Yeah, where you run for twenty-four hours and see how many miles you can put in. Have you ever done any of those? I've done some timed races. Yeah. Okay. Do you find that those are uh, as fun as the the, uh, the longer races? Oh. Which one do you prefer? So, so I, I the timed races are great because you don't need a crew. You can set up your your location and you can um uh, you know yes. use it as a, a training run for something else or you can use it as your ultimate goal you can still try to achieve some mileage what i learned from those most i'll tell you mm-hmm. is i get to see the runners that are better than me and i get to learn from them okay when we do, yeah when we do yeah. point to point i never see them man i see them at the starting line and i never see them again that's amazing you know? that's a good point <laughs> when when i do a, a one and a half mile loop or whatever it is for 12 hours 24 hours i see them all the time I watch them like a hawk. I learn from them. Yes. I talk to them, you know, so it's great, man. It's amazing yeah. how much we can learn from from the others that are in our categories, you know? So, yep, yep. Excellent. Well, I, I wish you the very best moving forward. I'm going to be uh, keeping an eye on your progress. You know, I follow you on social media as well. Yeah, thanks. It's, yeah. It's, it's really been a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks for sharing your insights and experiences with us. And tell the audience yeah. where they can follow your running journey on the web and on social media, and of course, where they can order your book. And I'll also put a link to your book in the show notes as well. Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Go the Ultra Mile, and I have a website, gothealtramile.com. Anybody can reach out to me at any time with any questions. I don't mind answering questions. You know, I, I love to connect and meet with people. Yes. So, and my book is available on my website and on Amazon.com. That's awesome. And a special shout out to all the members of the Unforgiven Marathon team, a dynamic <laughs> and ever-growing team in which we're both proud members. So, Yes, sir. Yeah, and our captain, Joel Almonte. I know he's out yeah. there listening. He always listens. <laughs> That's the man. That's the man right there. That's right. And uh, Tim, let's keep the conversation going so we can inspire and uplift our fellow runners and keep the community dynamic and growing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hope to meet you someday on the road or in a, you know, in a race sometime. We'll wish you the best. Sure. will. you too. You, you as well, Ray. And good luck with that marathon you have coming up. Oh yes. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I'll let you know, you'll, you'll see it on social media, how it went. Great. (laughs) Great. Great. So all the best to you, Tim. I'll talk to you again soon. You too, Ray. All right. Thanks again. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
You are listening to the Rookie Runners Podcast. Be inspired to be a better runner today. And remember, you're always your toughest competitor. We run to find some part of ourselves yet undiscovered. Embrace the process and enjoy the journey. And now, stepping back to the mic, here is Ray Gerard. And welcome to segment three. This is where we wrap things up. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Tim. Please do follow him on social media. Follow his journey. And the book, The Ultra Mile, I highly recommend. One of the biggest mistakes that I find new runners make is that they think that running has to be hard every time they go out for a run. Well, it doesn't. If you look at my training log, I spend a lot of time in the aerobic zone while training. And I think that contributes to the fact that I have not been injured in five years of consistent running, over 5,000 miles logged, and no major injuries. Of course, there are other factors, such as strength training, tweaking my running form, etc. But the majority of my success can be credited to doing at least 80% of my running easy. Now, easy is different for everyone depending on your fitness level, but it's important to understand that every run does not have to be hard. It's okay to just go out there and enjoy an easy aerobic run. Easy means you can carry on a conversation without having to gasp for air. And also, pay attention to that heart rate. You may have heard this before, but the mind does not know pace. The mind does not know what pace you're going. It knows how hard you're working based on how hard your heart is working. Just a few things to take into consideration. The next time you tie up those laces, decide whether you want to go for an easy run or you want it to be that once a week where you're doing a harder effort. Let's keep the conversation going, folks. Find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and follow us on social media at Rookie Runners Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And until next time, stay strong, be well, and run happy.